Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Beyond the Real. I'm Chase, and with me as always, co-piloting this crazy ship is Preston. Preston, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? It's good. That's, I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. It's been uh, a crazy couple of weeks. We haven't been on air. Well, not really on air, but we haven't been <laughs> <laughs> recording uh, in quite some time. It's been some craziness going on in the world, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today uh, and probably do some catch-up on the news. There's been a lot of news stories that we've not hit uh, due to the craziness that's going on in our world today, uh, which we'll talk about, and I'm sure you know what we are talking about. So uh, let's go ahead and roll in the intro, and we'll get right into this podcast. Shall we punch it? Punch it! Punch it! Punch it! Punch it! So this is episode 10, I believe, and from what I hear for new podcasters, that's kind of a big hump. Oh, is it? Getting to episode 10 is tough, which I have agreed because we have missed several weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Craziness of life. Uh, I, for one, have moved uh, to a new house, so there was a lot of craziness there, and I packed up my podcasting stuff uh, too early (laughs) because it (laughs) was uh, the cause for us missing a couple of weeks, Um, and then... Uh, as most of our listeners may know, uh, here in America and all over the world, um, but it seems like it's been pretty condensed here in the United States, uh, there has been the movement of, of Black Lives Matter, um, which has been citizens protesting about the injustice that has uh, that the black citizens have been facing um, in this country and other countries due to uh, you know, racial stereotyping within law enforcement and other um government agencies so we'll talk a little bit about that today um but yeah let's uh let's go ahead and just catch up on our lives a little bit if you'd like preston and we'll inform the listeners on what's been going on um so like i said i i'm been moving uh mm-hmm. so <laughs> got a new studio if you will here a little bit bigger space it can fit more of my star wars toys and junk <laughs> yeah i don't have to sit as close to you and you don't have to sit nice. yeah we were like face to face in the old place uh yeah i mean over quarantine we did do the, uh, the social distance uh, Zoom call, if you will, mm-hmm. style. But uh, it's nice that now that here in Utah, our quarantine laws have kind of relaxed a little bit. I think we're now in the yellow. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yep. we're in the yellow yeah. here. So um, we are allowed to mix and mingle a little bit more. So we're now doing our, this is our first face-to-face podcast since quarantine, isn't it? Yeah, I think the last time that we were podcasting together was March. Wow, maybe yeah. that's been some time. Yeah, <laughs> a lot has happened in between then. Yeah, we uh, this isn't our first face to face counter. We've been playing D and D for the last two weeks together, yeah. which has been fun. Been a lot of fun. Star Wars D and D, that is. Not, yeah, not an actual D and D. So uh, it's yeah. interesting how tabletop role playing games are always just referred to as D and D, no matter what. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, this one is technically like the game system that we're using is D and D. Yeah, we just like reskinned everything. Yeah, because there are other ones. Well, there's yeah, there's like the Call of Cthulhu and like uh-huh. Pathfinder, but I feel like everyone just refers to it as D and D. Like, well, everyone not in the know. Would, would yeah, refer to yeah it. exactly. <laughs> well, I had another campaign that I was doing where it was like pirate themed, and uh-huh. it used a little bit of D and D, you know, mechanics mostly. But right. yeah, it was it was completely its own homebrew, and we just referred to it as D and D. No dungeons, no dragons. But... <laughs> right. It was uh, pirates and. Uh, I'm trying to think of another P word that's related to pirates. Pirates uh, and booty. Yeah, you can call it pillage and plunder. Oh, there you that's, go. Uh, yeah, that's a board game that I used to love growing up. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, we've we've got a lot to catch up on, guys. Yeah. This is there's not going to be much of like a main topic today. It's pretty much just us saying, hey, we're still here to our twelve listeners out there. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we're still making podcasts, but the craziness of life has has uh, kind of put a hold on that for a bit. Um, well, I think we that we talked about me getting promoted back in March, right? Um, and because I work for a company that makes the COVID tests, it's been crazy. And luckily the past couple of weeks, like past week, really, um, things have slowed down to the point where I can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's been nice. Well, I read yesterday, this is again, not Star Wars related, uh, <laughs> that is it Juab County, um, down South has gone uh-huh. into the green. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. There's, there's one County in Utah that's now green. That's so good. well, there's Congrats. no one that lives in that County. There's no one that lives in that County. Yeah. So it's good for those five people. <laughs> Antarctica has been in green the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and actually, I had heard that um, New Zealand is yeah. completely coronavirus free. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Um, the the smaller countries can they can like really enact change, it's like sweeping change, because they have so such a small territory and small population compared yeah. to larger countries that they can do some really neat things. Well, that you can't really do on a large scale. Maybe Chaz will be coronavirus free yeah. pretty soon. So, <laughs> or the Vatican. Yeah, have you you've heard about Chaz, right? No. Oh, so Seattle. Oh, Chaz. Yeah. No. Oh, I was thinking you were talking about Chad. Oh, Chad, the country. The, the no. country. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a fairly small country. I was right. like, oh yeah, maybe we'll Chad. Yeah, over there. That, that might work. <laughs> no, Chaz is the new new self proclaimed country yeah. in the heart of Seattle. So. I think I'm moving there. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, my boss who. A little bit more on the conservative end uh, was kind of making fun of it the other day, and I, it, it was interesting because he was saying like, you know, they're trying to establish an economy and now they're asking for guns and they're building a wall and like doing all these things that they you know didn't like that conservatives wanted to do, but they're like having to do that for their thing, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know how true that is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know enough to say whether that's true or not. Yeah. I do know that Fox News had to apologize and take down um, their... They, when you went to their main Fox News page, their splash page, uh, had some uh, misleading images. Like, they took, like... It, the headline was about this Chaz thing happening in Seattle, but they had images of, like, burning buildings in Minneapolis on, the, on there. And then they actually had some straight-up edited pictures that they, like, put in Photoshopped guns and stuff into mm. people's hands. So they had to apologize and take that down. Interesting. Well, and I've noticed, again, this is a rant not to do with Star Wars, but um, they've been doing that on like a lot of news networks, mm-hmm. not just Fox or CNN or, you know, it doesn't really matter what political side you stand on. A lot of the media outlets have been doing this. I remember when Corona was, you know, the big news story, which almost no one was talking about anymore in the news. Right. Uh, <laughs> they were showing um, images of um, Italy. And saying how hospitals were being overrun and there was no beds and people, you know, couldn't get treatment for Corona when it was images from Italy of hospitals and stuff. And it wasn't even, and they were saying it was all in New York. It's like, I mean, yeah, New York got hit pretty hard and they are some of the only places where the the hospitals got overrun. But it's like, that's just trying to create fears. Right. It seems very imperial, don't you think? It does. Yeah, yeah. Seems like something, you know, fear will keep the system in line, according to, you know, Tarkin. <laughs> Which is a, a, an interesting point. Like, where in Star Wars is there is there a news network? Um, you don't really see, like, any... There's the Holonet, which is, like, their version of the internet. Right, right but there's no, like, they never really... You never see it. 
Like the, you don't you see don't. anyone like browsing it or or broadcast. I guess in Rebels there's like a broadcast, but it seems fairly local, just to the the Lothal. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the propaganda works in the Empire. Yeah. Like they talk about the banking clans and yep. the Fade tra- uh, Fade Federation. That's the thing, <laughs> Trade Federation. Uh, but yeah, they never talk about like media outlets and where no. they fall. In as far as like during the times of Republic and the Empire rising, so. there definitely is propaganda because there's uh, Empire Day that they kind of force onto everybody as right. well. So they are pushing that out there. Well, and you see like broadcasts of Palpatine, and he's like a younger, like more yeah approachable Palpatine. They don't then, show the ugly guy, right? Which is interesting to me that they do that in the Empire, but at the very beginning of the Empire, he's like, look at my face. Look what the Jedi oh, yeah. did to me. Like, I'm the face of the evil of the Jedi. You know, uh, they left me scarred and defigured. Now they're our public enemy. And then I, he kind of like hides it away, I guess, because, yeah, I mean, he's a politician still. Like, you have right. to have favor. And people look at you and you look like a fried chicken. They're going to think you're <laughs> not <Yeah>. trustworthy. <laughs> when it's convenient to get sympathy, you right. show your scars. But then when you want to put this image of power out there, then you... Yeah, you don't look strong when you when you look like you've been microwaved a little too long. Yeah. So. so he needed sympathy at the beginning, but then he wants strength. And you can't show, like, oh, someone, someone was able to beat him up, so he's not too tough. Yeah. I wonder as once they've moved from, you know, in episode four, they, they kill the last remnants of the old Republic, right? By uh-huh. disbanding the Senate. Yep. And they say fear will keep the systems in line. You know, power has been given to the, the regional governors. Does he maybe stop the face of Palpatine and become the emperor? Like, do you think, because mm. they don't really talk much about it in the originals, right? They right. don't show the galaxy as a whole. I wonder if that point his plan was like, I'm now the sith lord and they might see me as evil but there's nothing they can do about it you know what i mean oh you mean like not just as emperor but as like a sith emperor right like before he was like kind of like oh i'm i'm the supreme chancellor i'm now the emperor but i'm on your side i'm Mm -hmm. bringing prosperity and and justice to the galaxy yeah which i wonder now that he has the death star or was planning on having the death star Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh if he was just like nope I'm dictator Palpatine. I am a military, you know, I have this huge military force. I am in charge. Whatever I say goes because I have this weapon that can kill your whole planet if you piss me off. Right. So he he does go about consolidating power around himself. Um, and it's a lot like disbanding the Senate is a lot like what uh, Saddam Hussein did, mm-hmm. um, where he says he, have you ever seen that video of him basically declaring that there's a bunch of traitors in the audience because he's got like the whole Haven't. Senate or whatever it was called. Uh, and then they just start naming names and those people have to stand up and they're taken out and like most of them are killed. Wow. Um, and he, he takes out anyone that dissents and then if, if anyone's going to go against him now, they know they've seen what's going to happen to them as well. Right. So yeah, the fear keeps them in line. So it's very much like a Saddam Hussein type deal. So I feel like he would want people to see his like ugly creepy yeah. <laughs> sith lookingness because he's now his tactic is fear and not manipulation yeah i don't think he ever comes out fully as just like hey i'm a sith um because the generals when there's that scene in in a new hope when uh the the generals and vader are all are all talking yeah um they still see vader i, I feel like vader is the sith to people like they know that he's like this hokey religious dude that has magic powers but i don't think they and relate they, that back to them and they never say sith in the originals obviously right. that was something that was created later but 
they yeah they say like you're the last thing of that ancient religion and exactly. they kind of poke fun at it mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're like yeah you're you're oh, okay you're a sith sure yeah yep. but you're you know also just the the bulldog on a leash for tarkin and <laughs> yeah i think i think that the emperor stays behind and like doesn't he keeps himself a mystery so yeah vader's the face of the hokey religion magic guy tarkin's the face of the military arm but no one ever gets to see into the emperor's yeah which you know, is pretty cool yeah he's he's kept like a very small layer of and then later on he has his sith fleet and his sith troopers and it's just like i'm a sith yeah. and the first order's like okay sure we're gonna align ourselves with the sith yeah okay i thought we were trying to bring back order but nope we're we're the bad guys okay we're the bad guys <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. it seemed a little weird to me that you know the the first order still went along with it the first order really leaned into nazism I they feel. did like the 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 empire didn't go full nazi like they're called stormtroopers which is like a nazi thing right but uh you never see like a full-on nazi rally until you see the star killer base rally with with hucks up there with like basically nazi flags behind him like right. oh, okay this is a little little on the nose compared to how it usually is on portrayed. which we stand yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just pounding his fist on the pulpit. And like, oh my nine, gosh. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> okay, this is really on the nose. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to me. Um, and it kind of makes sense because, like, the First Order was a small little faction, like, you read from the books, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Bloodline. They're like, of these political idealists who mm-hmm. were extreme. And they're like, oh, the Emperor was kind of a good idea. Where the Empire was like... I'm going to take what's already established and kind of flip it around onto its head. Um, And I had to convince a ton of people where this one was like, this small little faction that's growing bigger and bigger with more support, and we're getting a bunch of money somehow, and now we're going to just take on the galaxy. I can almost draw like real-world lines there. Like um, During Bush's administration, we had kind of that, like, let's really, let's, let's try and unite people around like this common enemy mm-hmm. um, to get what I want, uh, which is in most cases oil or money or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go, Oh, they have oil. I'm going to go freedom the crap out of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look but, like you guys could use some freedom, <laughs> but he couldn't just be like outright. Just like, we're going to go take what we want. He had to pretend to have some sort of cause. And that's right. why it was such a big deal when there were no weapons of mass destructions and Colin Powell, had that whole speech, and he's you know it's his he he's later said that it was the biggest mistake in his life. Yeah. Um, but they had to pretend. But like nowadays, half the time we, we're not even pretending anymore. No. And I think that's what's leading to a rebellion. Yeah. Um, I saw Star Wars Twitter started using I think it was Rebellion Twenty Twenty uh, as a hashtag. Interesting. Well, that's something I want to talk about. Obviously, uh, part of the reason we've been delaying our um, podcast for the last couple of weeks is because of what's been going on in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly the, the black lives matter movement um and i i'm just gonna say this and i apologize if this offends listeners but black lives matter <laughs> i don't apologize <laughs> yeah and no I, I shouldn't know I, I take that back i don't apologize for saying that right but i have i'm sorry for you if that <laughs> makes you not want to listen to yeah. our podcast because black lives matter and mm. that's the truth right there so go ahead and say that that's where we stand as mm. a podcast um well, but Oh, and I was sorry, thinking of an analogy as well. Uh, yeah. So with everything going on, I kind of started relating it to Star Wars because that makes it more... Uh, uh, it's like easier I, for me to grasp. Personally. Yeah, I can like hold yeah. it in my head more. Yeah. Um, and so the way that I look at it is um, when 
so so there's the empire which is like this high functioning machine and a lot of people are profiting off of that system right um the inner rim um contractors you know bounty hunters like they they like this system because it allows them to uh win i guess you could say sure it's working for them and so they don't want that to change um and then there's a large group of people as well that this system is not working for and they want to see that change namely the wookies or you know any any outer rim people yeah. the, the Mimba, um Mimbanese? Is that how you say it? I think it's Mimbanese, right? I don't know who that the, is. They're the um, the indigenous to Mimban. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the the emperor or the empire just kind of comes in and says, yeah. my planet. Well, that happens on <laughs> that happens across so many systems, especially in the Outer Rim. You've uh, you've got like crime lords, and and uh, they kind of have to like take care of themselves because there's no system of policing for them like the system doesn't work for them right um so they want to see a change they want to have they want to rework it um and so when we have something big like the uh destruction of the first death star you have these two narratives we see in the films that the people that the system was not working for they're excited they're ready to burn this whole system to the ground because to them it's oppression um they're they're dying um they're being used um and other people are benefiting off of their labor, uh, then you can look at it from the other side of this was a, millions of people died on the Death Star. And a lot of them were just following orders and just doing their jobs and they had families back in their planets. um, And they didn't want to see the system change because it worked for them. So I was thinking like, I, I had some conversations with some older family members and they're like, why are they protesting? Let's just go back. Like, let's, let's all calm down. Can't we just get along? And it's like, you're kind of missing the point for you. The system works because you're a, a, the boots, not on their neck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or, the, or the knee, the, yeah. you're a 50 year old white person who's benefited from the system for generations. Whereas the, this other group of people don't benefit. So they're ready for change. And either you can try and maintain, you don't see yourself as privileged or, or in a position of power, but you're still a direct beneficiary. Right. Um, so either you can try and maintain that status quo because it benefits you, or you can uh, be willing to sacrifice a little bit so, so others, uh, the most vulnerable people in our society can be built up. And so that's why uh, there's always two narratives with any sort of rebellion. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the galaxy sees the rebellion as terrorist cells, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what they were labeled as. Um, well, yeah, now, now we're getting... Uh, groups in the real world being labeled as terrorist cells and exactly. others that you feel like they should be aren't and it's it's interesting yeah and and so i kind of made this analogy we talked about this a little bit as i as i tried to look at what was going on in the news and i you know I, me i'm a 27 year old white male straight like i <laughs> i don't fall into any of the minority groups right. uh, i am privileged beyond all doubt uh you know with my life i've had a very easy life um I mean, not like I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth or anything. I, you know, I pay for my own college and everything. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I? Where was I going with this? Oh, um, I was just trying to figure out a way to kind of see what was going on and understand it. And of course, I use Star Wars to do so because mm-hmm. I'm someone who's looking for education because I can't make a opinion on the Black Lives Matter movement when I am not black. You know, right. <laughs> I, I'm not a police officer either. Like mm-hmm. how I can't stand on one side or the other without having all the information. But one way I was able to liken it to star Wars was saying, okay, let's say the police officers in this situation are the stormtroopers are mm-hmm. the, the empire. Well, 
a lot of them are bad and a lot of them have done terrible things Mm -hmm. following orders and those orders are coming from a place of ill intent some of them you know like finn for example it's like okay i don't like these orders i'm not going to follow these orders i'm going to do the right thing uh and and you know rebel (laughs) yeah um so there's you know the the truth is we look in star wars as all stormtroopers as bad guys Mm-hmm. Which is why they're, the media and a lot of people are seeing all policemen as bad guys. Like, yeah, some of them do some terrible things. Others are just following orders. Yeah. Um, but as, as a whole, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look at people like, you know, who are petitioning and um, peacefully protesting mm-hmm. and donating their money to, you know, Black Lives Matter funding um, as people like Mon Mothma, who yeah. are getting their voices heard. Uh, Mon Mothma was not oppressed by the government. No. Mon Mothma would be your, you know, uh, white person who just wants to help, even though they're not feeling any of the hurt. Right. Mon Mothma had a good, easy life in the Senate. Wasn't she from Alderaan? Uh, or... No, she's from... Um, she's from one of those, like, really privileged... Tran- Tranquilla inner... or something like that? Oh, really? Tran- even... Trandilla or something? Yeah, I can't remember. It's a really nice planet. Yeah. It's where the, the beginning of the, of the New Republic is um, moved to. But... Um, so yeah, she's she's doing her best to mm-hmm. push it out, but she's not physically getting in the fight. Right. Leia and the rebels and Jean Erso and uh, later Han Solo, obviously, these are all people who um, are the ones in the streets protesting, mm-hmm. even flipping over con- clap cars. You know, physically fighting back to mm-hmm. me the rebellion. And then you have your extremely violent protesters or your looters who are going to be like your Sagarreras, yeah. who maybe are taking things. A little too far and i'm not saying that rioting and looting and stuff is i'm not saying it's necessary or not necessary i am seeing it as they really want their voices heard and so they're going to extreme measures to get that done yeah. whether you see that as right or wrong that's that's up to the listener um and then you have your people who are just looting and destroying things because they can and they don't mm-hmm. care about the cause and that's like your hondo you know who's <laughs> yeah. like i'm gonna take advantage of the situation there's a fight going on between the rebels and the empire and i'm gonna try to profit from that however i can yeah so. yeah i will say though like in star wars we learned that sometimes to make big changes you just gotta blow shit up sometimes yeah. no that's that's <laughs> and, true and kind of hit them where it hurts and and in a in a society that values money and econ because everyone was willing to sacrifice their grandma to reopen the economy a couple months ago so <laughs> well not everybody but, the, but a lot of people yeah. <laughs> a lot of people yeah like i can't believe how many people were like you know i'm willing to sacrifice myself to reopen this economy so when in a, in a society that values property and money over human life sometimes you gotta you know hit them where it hurts and that's going to be in the property and money so um even even like target has come out and said like they still support black lives matter even though they've had stores burn yeah so uh, sometimes it well and that was something that was interesting to me is there I, I did see some news stories where people are deliberately destroying or stealing things from yeah. in my opinion people who don't have anything to do with this issue like if you want to fight up against the police and the government yeah I'm all for that because the police and the government have put these people in a place where they have to physically fight back now mm-hmm. because they have been oppressed and there's been so much injustice done towards them through the last hundreds of years. But, like, going after a local business owner who maybe doesn't have a foot in this fight and, like, you know, we've all seen the footage of even, you know, black members of the community mm-hmm. who have had their whole lives destroyed 
because of these riots. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a little sad. Um, Which is scary too, because once you, once you can get out there with a lot with anonymity, you can put ma- a mask on and or carry an umbrella or whatever. Um, people who want that to to destroy the current movement and stop it uh, are going to go out there as pro- provocateurs. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's videos of like a white man smashing some windows right. to try and get people to jump inside and start looting. And, right. Like, I, and then they can point it and go, see, these people are looting because, yeah, yeah, and, yeah it's... Or, or there's videos of cops with bricks in the back of their truck and they were like leaving them, mm-hmm. to just like leaving them out there. So it's really... Uh, it, it just muddies, and even if those things aren't real, it's still just like that narrative starts muddying the water and uh, starts diluting out the and real you, stories. Yeah, you don't know what's true or what's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's all that you need too. You, yeah, you don't need to uh, actively fight against it. You just need to muddy the water enough where people start doubting, and that's unfortunately what's been happening. Well, and isn't that what the prequels are about? Is somebody mm-hmm. saying like, "Ooh, I'm gonna." push you against that person and i'm gonna get you to get pissed off at each other and then start a little fight and then oh now we have a huge war i'm gonna fund both sides i'm gonna you know what i mean like yeah that's that's uh that's how you get things riled up as long as as long as you can profit from either way it falls then you're willing to start dividing people and pitting them against each other because whatever the outcome you're going to be on top yeah yeah tough world we live in guys yeah, but. which is why I mean, which is why escapism mm-hmm. is good in a way. Um, so I, I do want to do a little explaining. Part of the reason we haven't been uh, recording lately is because there was kind of a movement going on where a lot of um, white content creators uh, decided to silence themselves for a little while to give um, the you know black population a voice mm-hmm. so that they could speak about the injustices going on in their lives. So we wanted to follow that a little bit, um, and I mean it, we've. We've done that. We've given them some time. And I'm not saying that it's like, oh, this movement's over. That's that's no. not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is now it's our turn to back them up and let them know that we stand with them. Um, mm-hmm. But escapism can be really important. But I was worried that maybe now is not the time to escape because you mm-hmm. can't just, you know, turn off the real world and go live in Star Wars as much mm-hmm. as I'd like to. I mean, you kind of did this week because you played Raider Immortal for the first yeah, time. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but... I, I think it's kind of a fine line we walk of do we escape the real world and go live in the Star Wars universe and that can be good sometimes when we need it um, or do we take Star Wars and the lessons learned there and like this conversation we're having and apply it to the real, real world and mm-hmm. use that to better ourselves as human beings. Well and on that note um, I think we talked about this a little bit but um, representation in, uh, in entertainment is mm-hmm. important because when we escape from the real world um, it doesn't. We don't separate that escapism completely from our our lives. And so, if um, we only see so uh, things like Gone with the Wind have mm-hmm. been taken off of HBO Max, uh, and they're gonna reintroduce it with some context and things like that. Right. But um, if if you consume those things, you think like oh, like in Gone with the problem with Gone with the Wind is that uh, I forget the name of the character, but she's like a happy slave. Mm-hmm. She's happy to serve her masters, um, which is not. Uh, if, if that's all you see, then you can start to form this idea of like, that's how it was yeah. because we don't completely separate nonfiction from fiction. We don't separate history from entertainment. Well, I remember growing up and they always said, George Washington was really nice to his slaves. Like, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I know we're trying to make him a hero in our history books, but nice to a slave is called not owning one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why, 
Um, so we can kind of talk about the Confederate stat, uh, statues and flags and things, because mm-hmm. that's a topic right now. Um, the statues and things are, uh, the, the, a lot of people share this narrative that statues are how we um, show what's important to our society. Um, and museums are where we go to learn about history. And so if you want to uh, not, work, if you don't want to erase history, you shouldn't glorify uh, the things you uh, should be standing against. You should put those in context. Like we don't, glor- we don't learn from history by putting Nazi statues up in our cities. Um, but oh, where was I going with this? <laughs> you sorry. distracted me. With I your sorry, cable. I had to, I had to plug in my laptop. It was running out of battery, so I didn't want to. Yeah, I should have done that before we recorded. <laughs> sorry, where you were talking about um, glorifying history. Yeah, I was talking about um, representation. Oh, um, and I forgot where I was going with the Confederate symbols. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that the other night um, after D&D. But, um, but basically, like if every time you see in, in every movie, you know, a black person is always portrayed as, uh, as a criminal or a white person is always portrayed as the hero, or, or even if they are a criminal, then they still have like justified reasons for doing what they do. Right. Um, if it's always portrayed that way, then you start to get that bias um, and uh, start to think that way. So I think representation is, is important. Um, and on that note, The Lovebirds, which is a really good film, has stars Camille Nanjiani and Issa Rae, is, is very representative. It's a good movie. I'll have to check that one out. I actually really want to see it. The other one, not that this helps with representation because it's mostly a white cast, but uh, is uh, King of Staten Island that just came out. Nice. That's gonna. That's on my list there. I'll check that one out. But um, beyond the point there, <laughs> uh, beyond the real, where we stay beyond the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, did you have any other things you wanted to say as far as the the movement for Black Lives Matter or relating it to Star Wars? Um, or I know we're kind of talking in circles here. We don't have yeah. much of a structure today, but. Uh, Preston and I just felt it was important to mm-hmm. address some of these things and uh, maybe address some of these huge news stories that are coming out. Again, today's episode is a little bit more freeform than we've had in the past. Not that we've had a lot of structure in the past. But. Yeah. <laughs> We're usually just rambling. But yeah. I would say if anyone's out there um, and listening to this and thinking, oh, these guys are just liberals that are uh, <laughs> like just repeating the propaganda, um, I would say just go listen to people. Um, yeah. Because... If you're a white person and you're thinking, what's the point of all this? Um, that's kind of the point. It's not about you. Yeah. You don't have anything to fight against because the system's been been for you. And you might think, oh, but I've struggled. Yeah. But you struggled in the kind of a normal way uh, of of trying to make yourself, make the best for your own life. Um, other people are struggling against a system. Um and, and just being a little bit more open-minded, I think, could help. Um, open-minded in the way that we uh, uh, keep our community safe, open-minded in um, experiences of others, um, just just not shutting down conversation from the get-go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and uh, it, I, I want to say, if you are thinking we're just a couple of uh, liberals here repeating what's been said on Twitter... <laughs> If you met me, you probably wouldn't think I was a liberal. Nope. nope. <laughs> and I, I'm not even claiming to be a liberal. I, I, no, I, don't I wouldn't call a, you a liberal at all. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> call me a liberal. I wouldn't call me a Republican either no. uh, or, or a Democrat. But um, I'm, a, I'm a hunter. Like, sorry if that offends you, but I kill deer and I eat them because yeah. 
Uh, it's a fun hobby, and I have a lot of respect for the animal that I kill and I eat them. I never let parts of them go to waste. I mean, I'm not Native American. I don't keep their intestines and use them to make bowstrings, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I like to use them. Um, I'm someone who believes, you know, in small government control. <laughs> I would put you closer to libertarian than anything else. Yes, and I'm not quite as extreme not as liberal, libertarian as, as people can be about it. I'm not quite the Ron Swanson, but I believe in legal marijuana, legal gay marriage. Yeah. Uh, people should be able to own guns, and the government should have a little, very little say in what goes on in our lives. So, yeah. and every time I think I know, we could pay less taxes. That'd be great too. Yeah. <laughs> every time I think I know where you're going to stand on an issue that I'm bringing up to you, it's always you always surprise me because I'm I'm like he probably thinks this way, right? And then you're like, no, no, I think that way. Yeah. You're, I think your stance is usually just let people do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else yeah typically is uh I, yeah i and i that's why i don't put myself into boxes because i just i try to do what i think is right yeah. which is not always what is right because that's you know who knows what is right or wrong but on a situation like black lives matter it's like obviously being racist is wrong guys yeah like <laughs> that's, so this is my i guess this will be my last thought um there's some people that like want to be that enlightened enlightened center they just want to be like, oh, let's look at both sides. Let's hear both sides. But in situations like this, um, it's hard. Be- it, you can't because one side is Black Lives Matter. The other side is hate. Right. Um, and you might think like, oh, I don't hate black people, but I just don't like the term Black Lives Matter. Well, it's like if someone comes to you and says, my father's died. And you say, well, everyone's father dies. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. When you say all lives matter, that's true, but it's hurtful because someone, that person is going through something difficult right now. Right. And it's, it's, there's no two ways about it. And I think we just need to be supportive. Well, and I've heard a lot of white people say like, yeah, black lives matter, but what about, you know, uh, Hispanics and what about Asians Mm -hmm. and what about, you know, there's so many other races out there. It's like, yeah, but I haven't heard any Hispanics or Asians going, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we want representation too. It's like, yes, there has been issues uh, racism towards every race even the white race as much as it pains me to say it yeah. there has been racial issues towards a lot of people in a lot of different countries but right now the issue is mm-hmm. black people are dying because of a system of race or yeah. a systematic racism and I've, I've even heard people use this because the statistic is real that more white people are killed by cops than than black people yeah every year but they're there's a reason we're called the majority and minority, right? Because, right. Um, but if so, if you account for the actual um, makeup of the population, it's it's like uh, I don't know I don't know the statistic for for actually being killed by police, but as far as uh, being uh, put through kind of the system, the judicial system, um, one in three black men will go through that system at some point in their lives, and yeah. one in eleven white men. Yeah. So. I will. I never have to worry. The percentage is what's the difference. Yeah, exactly. I actually had a warrant out for my arrest at one point in my life. Really? Uh, But it's not something I even worry about. It's not something that's followed me through my life. It was because I forgot I was at work and I forgot to go to my court appearing for a traffic ticket. And so they put a warrant out. I was like, wait, do we have a criminal on the show? So tell us about your uh, sketchy past here. It was just the speeding. Yeah, it was just this. It was like because I was 16 or I was 17. And so like my limit on how many speeding tickets you can have is lower. So I got like two speeding tickets in a year. So I had to go to court and I forgot. And so they put a warrant out for my arrest. But like that doesn't follow me. But um, here. Okay. Here's another thing I want to relate racism to Star Wars real quick. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously the real world, but it takes place within Star Wars. 
is Poe Dameron, okay, mm-hmm. Han Solo, both we know were spice runners. Yes. Drug dealers is mm-hmm. what that is, yeah. right? And, oh, it's still charming. They're fun. Yeah. They're, but could you imagine how the public would react if Finn was the spice runner or Lando was the spice runner? I feel like we would see them in a different light. I just realized Han Solo was a drug dealer. Yeah. He wasn't just a drug dealer. He was like a full-on... Drug smuggler more so than like dealer, a, but yeah. Yeah, he was like the guy that brings the Colombian, Colombian uh, cocaine across the, across the, the bay. Border. yeah. Um, and then uh, Lando was a white-collar crime, criminal. Right. Because he was like the... Uh, like the business. gambler, or he would, yeah, he won, he won uh, Cloud City in a game of Sabacc or something. Yeah, and like he that. was like yeah. laundering money. Yeah, it was more like white collar crimes. And then there's there's Han Solo. He's the one that's like smuggling drugs. That's interesting. But we see Poe and and Han as these kind of charming, yeah. swashbuckling heroes, and it's it's interesting because I feel like it would have, especially in the seventies, yeah, if you would have seen the the black person as the criminal mm-hmm. people would have not liked the character and that's a sad thing to say that we you know we're we're quicker to forgive a white person for yeah. their crimes than we are for a black person and that's sad there's actually um psychological studies i was just listening to a podcast called hidden brain so once you're done with this podcast you can listen to hidden brain it's, it's amazing um but there's one about implicit bias and yeah we're more we more uh they do something like maybe i shouldn't explain it all <laughs> but but basically, yeah, we're more inclined to forgive white people, um, and that, and because judgment judges um, are able to use their own judgment yeah. to, to determine bail uh, fines and time, um, it's it's skewed because yeah, of that bail bias. set higher, the the time, time is served is longer. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a sad. Par- thing. You're less likely to get parole mm-hmm. for good behavior. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to go with that, but we'll go ahead and stop the uh, <laughs> the Black Lives Matter movement talk there. Um, we just uh, we just want to quickly say our hearts go out to mm-hmm. anybody out there that's suffering from this. Um, whether you know you're a black individual who has you know personally felt this oppression and this injustice, um, or you're a, a victim even of the riots if you're a business mm-hmm. owner or something. Uh, there, there are victims all around, obviously, but um, the truth is, is there needs to be a change in this country, and mm-hmm. people aren't being quiet about it anymore. So. And I think the the biggest weapon that we have is not uh, a tie fight, a couple tie fighter bullets. We don't have that magic bullet that can go right down the exhaust port to fix this problem. Yeah, but uh, X wing, you mean? X wing. What did I say? <laughs> tie fighter. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it was Vader that shot the... <laughs> was it? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I just watched that movie. Did, uh, did I miss something? I would love to see that like revisionist, uh, that retcon of like Luke closes his eyes and fires a shot, but it's actually Vader shooting at him from behind. It just misses the X-Wing and like goes down the port. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> Vader was right behind him, right? Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Vader was just... Vader saw his opportunity. He was pissed at Tarkin. Yeah. He yeah. saw his opportunity. That's like, it. Here's how I can kill Tarkin. And, you know, maybe a couple other hundred thousand people. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but I can kill Tarkin right now and uh, blame it on the rebels. <laughs> that's true. Um, no, I was saying our biggest weapon is education. So both yeah. educate yourself um, on, uh, because if you don't think that there's a problem, that one means that you probably benefit from the system. And uh, two, you don't know enough about what's been happening. And so educate yourself. Um, before you form your opinions just based off of what others have said whether it's us or mainstream media sure and i i would say um you know 
to to any um, person of color out there, you know, keep talking, keep mm-hmm. keep trying to educate. And what I would say to white people out there is listen, mm-hmm. because you know a lot of white people are making it about them, but it's, it's this isn't about yeah. you guys. It's yeah. not. It's about you know the oppressed. And so let's listen to them. This is sounds super hypocritical as two white guys that are talking about oppression and mm-hmm. <laughs> getting our voices out. But we're there. not but, making it about ourselves. But we're yeah. I I hope we don't sound like we are. And um, if we do have listeners out there uh, who feel like they want to educate us more. Please reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, tweet us uh, at Beyond the Real Pod, um, or sorry, Star. Wow. S W S W Beyond the Real. Uh, no, it's B T R Star Wars. It is B T R Star Wars. <laughs> We've switched it a couple times. I'm sorry. B T R Star Wars. Tweet us at B T R Star Wars on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, email us at Beyond the Real Pod at gmail dot com because um, we do want to hear your stories. Um, you know, if you're a, a black listener who's, mm-hmm. you know, seeing these things in your real life, let us know. We want to listen if you have more mm-hmm. information to give us. Um, if you're a white listener who thinks that, you know, we're destroying the country by uh, saying Black Lives Matter, then, you, you know, you if, can you can tell us that, but we probably won't listen to you very much. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to talk, um, I've actually, uh, whenever I see, not whenever, whenever I see, uh, I just said whenever again, uh, if I see a, a person on Twitter that's like saying negative things, um, but they, there seems like there's potential, I will sometimes DM them and say like, hey, instead of kind of shouting this into like a, a comment section, let's yeah. talk, let's DM. No one's get, taken me up on it yet. I've done it several times now. Um, so that is kind of telling well, to me. But yeah, if, if there's potential for someone to listen and, and have a conversation, I'm willing to listen to their side. Yeah. And as long as they're willing to listen to mine. And if you're disagreeing with what we're saying, uh, I'm not saying I won't listen to you. I will listen to you. If you have information that you think is meaningful and mm-hmm. that you want to share with us, we'll read it, we'll listen, and we'll respond. Um, but if you're just going to yell at us and, you know, call us, you know, libtards, mm-hmm. which is a great term. Wow. I have a sarcasm, <laughs> by the way. I couldn't hear that in my voice. Uh, then, yeah, we probably won't respond back yeah. to that very, very quickly or very uh, tactfully. You might get blocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, so after that rant, let's uh, finish just kind of wrapping up our um, our week a little bit. I bought or have a, a dish, addition to my family uh, that we just had. Congratulations. My, my wife and I have had a baby bearded dragon. Uh, not a real baby. <laughs> or a human baby, I should say. It's a real baby bearded dragon. How old is it? Uh, I, I'm thinking it's like a week and a half old. Wow. Well, yeah, is a it's, baby. it's a little guy. Uh, so... He uh, his name's Stanley Yelnats. I wanted to name him Star Wars name. I wanted to go with like Crate or something. We kind of talked about that yeah. earlier, uh, but she she liked the name Stanley Yelnats for holes. Um, but we are building a terrarium for it that is gonna look like Tatooine. So mm. we built a little uh, hut that looks like a Tatooine, you know, kind of like those igloo domes, um, and uh, building a sand crawler little hutch that he can go hang out in a sand crawler. And so I'm excited about that. Um, and then Preston has some big news uh, about your, oh, yeah. you uh, have, uh, yeah, can't talk right now. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him if you know what I'm talking about. I but, do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, it's, it's really easy to join, but uh, I, so it's not like a big hard thing that I've done, but I've joined the 501st as a cadet. Um, it's really easy. You just sign up and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm currently working on my costume, which is a Garandan costume. I've got my sister sewing my cloak. 
Um, I've got my boots in the mail. I've already received my gloves and belt and, and shirt and everything. So uh, the last thing I need to work on is my mask, which is more complicated than I thought. I thought I'd make it out of like straight up leather, kind of like they did in the original, yeah. like the, the real one. Um, but it's, it's quickly hard. just tell the listeners because we have listeners from That's true. all walks some that know Star Wars really well in depth and some that are just kind of you know just getting into it so you explain who Garandan is you don't know Garandan? come on the star <laughs> fake of... fan oh. <laughs> <laughs> the star of A New Hope um, with all like five seconds of screen time yeah uh, he's the long snouted guy that points the uh, he, he sees Luke and, and Obi-Wan with the droids headed into uh, Hangar Bay 94. Mm-hmm. Docking Bay 94. Docking Bay 94. Uh, and he points that out to the stormtrooper. So he's the, the little trunked guy that sounds funny. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's him. Um, he is a Kubaz from Kubindi. Uh, and he's actually, I just I just learned this, he's in um, the book from a different point of view and it kind of gives his a little bit of his backstory and that he's trying to earn passage uh, back to Kubindi to like save his daughter. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, the original like everyone story in behind... those legend books are just doing something noble. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say because the original story like in legends was that he was like the most vile spy for the empire. He had no scruples. He was scrupulous. Uh, <laughs> and... Just a scrupulous Kubaz named Garandan. <laughs> yeah, and there's even like the the legend said that he was like he smelled bad and things like that but then the new canon came out with that book from a different point of view and made him like a noble father just trying to Guys, like get back to his daughter nice. yeah. <laughs> so That's i like the, i like the revisionist version of that more well i do too because the empire is a racist organization yeah. we've known that they're, they're xenophobic yeah so they're like biased um, towards humans yeah they're biased towards humans they don't typically higher thrawn was like one of the very few mm-hmm. alien species and he's pretty human like basically human right different colored yeah so um so to me it doesn't make sense for him to be an actual like isb agent or no, imperial yeah. spy you know but to be a contracted person mm-hmm. so. yeah he's just doing whatever he can and every time he gives out a tip he gets paid so yeah well we missed the 40th anniversary of empire we did. um we didn't i didn't it. Well, you didn't miss it. Yes, you watched it. We missed recording uh, during that week. So, but you watched it uh, for your mm-hmm. uh, for the anniversary. Did you have any new insights you wanted to share with the listeners? Um, honestly, I was a little distracted while I was watching it. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard I, with a movie you've seen a thousand times to yeah. like actually pay attention the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was good. That's good. It's yeah. always good. It's yeah. always good. That's the next on a watch. I have. Um, uh, a friend of mine's daughter who's 11 years old she has only seen one star wars and so i was like hey you're prime age to be educated in, mm-hmm. in the star wars so um we watched new hope a couple nights ago the next one is empire so i'm excited to show that to her and mm-hmm. see what she thinks so she knows the big spoiler about oh. vader being luke's dad so. what yeah oh did you not <laughs> oh boy man that's that's a big one um and then the last thing, just in our, <laughs> this is a very long uh, catch-up uh, and recap of our week, but um, Preston, you played some Vader Immortal the other I night did. while you came over. It was awesome. Yeah. Is there, what did you, do you have any questions or like what, what stood out to you the most? So I was having a conversation just yesterday with uh, Joey, who's a part of our D&D group, um, because he was sharing some of the stuff that we've done in our campaign with... Uh, with his friend and he, he told mm-hmm. him about like how your character Bruin was flying 
and oh, yeah. had like a force amulet that gave you like some force powers even though you're not force sensitive you're just a mando um he was talking about that and his friend came back with well that's not how the sith works uh it's dnd guys it's not yeah yeah farce from canon there is <laughs> yeah, it's like oh it's only a few sith can fly that doesn't make any sense that like, he got the temporary power to fly uh through some you know dark sith magic in the temple that we were uh exploring but what i realized playing vader immortal bring it back to that is vader immortal like there's a magic seed that gives life to mustafar and yeah. like there's a lot more magic there's a lot of fantasy and in there. fantasy in right. here which is like if you want to put hard fast rules to star wars you're like that that's the wrong way to look at it sure absolutely you should it's it's very loose very i, I you can have like that almost like Mad Max kind of feel of broken down mechanical stuff, or you can go into that high fantasy of like a magic seed that brings life to your planet. Um, that's all within the realm of Star Wars. With like the Dathomir witches, it's a whole new take on the Force. So uh, anytime that someone comes back at me with like, "That's not how the Force works," yeah, eh, well, what do well, you know about the Force? Exactly. <laughs> if Dave Filoni told me that, or George Lucas, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah. that's not how the Force works." <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is true like it, or if han solo said it to me. yeah what we've done in D, if that would have shown up in a movie uh -huh. yes i would have been like okay we're stretching it a little bit yeah. but i don't know i think i could have like like i could see it like you you broke a magic mirror that like showed you force visions yeah and then like this ooze came out and like corrupted you for a little while which gave you like some dark Sith abilities. I Which think is that's totally within the realm of Star Wars. And I think it's within the realm, and I've seen it in canon, yeah. but I feel like some fans would watch that and be like, ooh, that's, that's mm. hard to... Because, I mean, Star Wars has always gotten more, you know... Like, for example, Episode Four, the first one to come out. Yeah. All you see is Force ability is he can dodge the training remote with his eyes closed. He yeah. can guide the missile, and that's he true. can talk to... Um, Ben beyond the grave. I've never thought. And the force this. choke. Force choke is like the most powerful That's thing true. you see in the original Star Wars. Like I was watching it the other night and was thinking, like, man, he, we have always referred to him as these space wizards and like all this, you know, hyper yeah. powerful like people. But in the first episode, so from ninety three to eighty, really all they got was just a couple of little simple tricks and nonsense, yeah. which is what Han Solo says. Vader doesn't even pick anyone up. No, uh, with the force, like in, he, he in, picks someone up. He with picks his, them physically. Physically, yeah. But you don't even see any like levitation or anything nope. until uh, I think Empire. He force chokes. He picks someone up in Empire. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you do see a lot more force ability. Like that's the first time you see the force reach when he reaches yeah. for the the lightsaber. That's right. Yeah. Because you oh, know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The guy's making fun of him in the conference room, and he's like, "Oh, your devotion to that sand religion hasn't conjured up the stolen data tapes." And then he's just like, choke you. And it's like kind of a dumb little magic trick yeah. in comparison to what we've seen. And it's like, I've seen you stand there. I've seen you pull a lightsaber out. And I've seen you choke someone. That's the extent of this crazy yeah. powerful Sith Lord. And, you know, and yeah, in the 70s, lightning. everyone's like, oh, it was so cool. But now we look back at it and it's like, yeah, you, you didn't really do anything. Like what we know you can do versus mm -hmm. what you did in that movie to prove your power to that guy making fun of you it's yeah. pretty funny um which it, it, it actually makes sense in like in the world in world it makes sense because uh it's like that's like the dark ages like they're coming mm -hmm. out of the dark ages at that point or, or at the height of the dark ages yeah so the force powers are 
like kind of suppressed and limited at that point. Well, and then you go to episode nine and you see, yeah. you know, just lightning bolts <laughs> galore coming out of every right. which way. And it's, we've, every movie we've made the force more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. And with every video game, we've made it even more powerful too. So. The star killer pulling yeah. the, uh, what was it called? The Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers. <laughs> the Triangle Ships. I think I said Star Killer, and I like couldn't remember Star Destroyer because it was too similar. When when Sam Witwer pulled a Dorito out of the sky, man, <laughs> that was the greatest moment of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, it becomes well. There's different sides of it. Like you see the power of it, but then there's also the mysticism with with like the Dathomir witches, with uh, Mortis and and Sun, uh, those sort of things add a mysticism or the wills when you see like those like masked wills that oh, yoda yeah. goes to yeah that's like full-on fantasy right there yeah for sure yeah there's a lot of fantasy in the tv shows too yeah. that we, yeah that we see so I, with time travel lots of worlds yeah lots wolves man that's something in our campaign we're yeah. we're looking for some lots wolves and all you found was some what are they called taku taka i forget they're oh, called i forget too those, those Sith wolves. things yeah those are ugly. <laughs> you guys, didn't, I was hoping that you would fall for it and think that they were Lothwolves. Oh, I thought it was for okay. a good long while. No one, no one said anything. I was trying to like, yeah. Oh yeah. Trick you, but no, I, I thought, I thought it totally was a Lothwolf. Um, well, we've been recording for quite a while. Preston and I are gonna go ahead and take a quick break, uh, and then we'll come back and talk to the news a little bit. Um, kind of let you guys break this up. We might break this up into two episodes. Yeah, I was so we don't say. know. We've been going for a, a hot minute here. Maybe we can so. edit out some of our other stuff. <laughs> Maybe, but I'll probably leave it all in there, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird. Like, when I listen to podcasts, I prefer when they make mistakes and they don't edit mm-hmm. it out because I can, like, I don't know, it seems more raw, it seems more real, and I want to hear their opinions unfiltered. Yeah. So, I don't know. We had a lot of opinions today, so maybe I should filter them out. Probably won't. <laughs> I've got a job, you know. I don't want to get canceled. Yeah. I don't want to get fired from my job because the Twitter canceled me. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've said anything radical. I don't though. think we've said anything too radical in here. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back momentarily. Okay, and we are back from our break. Um, Preston and I were discussing a little bit uh, off air here about um, the direction of the show, and there is quite a bit of news that we haven't covered in the last several weeks of our uh, taking a break from the show. So I think what we're going to do, instead of covering the news this week, um, we're going to go back to our normal platform of show from week to week here on out, discussing the news week by week. Um, But uh, what we're going to do today is we're just going to kind of finish out by talking about a couple of stories uh, that kind of pertains to what we were talking about today, which is more of the um, you know, social injustices going on in the world. So I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, sorry, at the top of the episode, I did mention we will talk about the news, but we're going to push that. So hopefully you're staying tuned. Um, we're going to talk about uh, John Boyega, who has uh, made quite an impact um, both in the Star Wars community and in uh Normal community, if you yeah. will. Normal uh, people. Normal people, <laughs> as as well as Ahmed Best and his new uh, show with the double or the Jedi Temple challenges. So, um, yeah, let's start with John Boyega. Uh, a, I just like to say how awesome it is to see him 
you know, not only being a force for change in the movies, but outside the movies as well. It's kind of fun and refreshing to see this person who I saw as a hero in the films um, now as well being a hero in real life. Mm-hmm. You have any thoughts on Jean Boyega there? Yeah, um, he started ruffling a lot of people's feathers. Uh, he said some things that were seen as controversial, um, but really the the whole point behind his message is uh, racism is bad. And yeah. so uh, I was really Which excited. Which is kind of the point of Star Wars. Is, I mean, not, yeah. not necessarily racism, but oppression is bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And let's fight against it. And so, um, I'll, I, do you mind if I just read what Lucasfilm says? Absolutely. So, uh, I was really excited to see that Lucasfilm released just like a few sentences um, of support. And they say, Lucasfilm stands with John Boyega and his message that now is the time. Black lives have always mattered. Black lives have always been important. Black lives have always meant something. The, the evil that is racism must stop. We will commit to being a part of the change that is long overdue in the world. John Boyega, you are our hero. I agree with that fully. Yeah, what was uh, you mentioned? There were some controversial things that he was saying. Do you know, oh. like what those were that people had issues with, or? Yeah, um, it's because he said white racists. Oh. He said, uh, "Fuck right, white racists," and so people are like, "Well, white people can experience racism too." Um, yeah, but again, that's not what the issue is right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so that that's what ruffled some people's feathers, and it's like, and and, and the, people the making problem things about that, themselves. Yeah, the problem with that is one, it makes it about yourself, and two, um, that's like you're just saying that to be argumentative, right? I if if I were to say, oh, but white people uh, face oppression and racism as well, you can be racist against a white person. Well, okay, maybe it's true that you—that's a true statement. You can be racist against a white person. Right. I personally have never been, have had like it doesn't affect me. No, I've that never been a target of racism in yeah. my life. So it's that the statement is true that you could, but it's not most people's experiences, and so that's why it's like it's it's the only reason you'd be saying that argument is not for your own benefit, but just to put down another person's message, and that's what's yeah. really bad about it. Well, I lived a couple of years in a place called Fairfield, California, um, which was, uh, I don't like using the term ghetto, but I guess that's one way you could describe it. It's a, it's a little bit more um, lower income area. Yeah, there, a, yeah <laughs> there's... I was trying to think of the term, but yeah, like low income. Yeah, it's kind of a low income area. Um, you know, going to school there, I would say the majority of the students there were black. Um, and I had, I had felt, you know, stereotypes being asserted against me, I guess, if you will, but I've never felt racism. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I was targeted for being white and I was being, you know, vilified by any of the black students there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they would assume things about me because I was white and mm-hmm. like, half of those things were true. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, well, even... You didn't lose, like, you couldn't... It's you, you didn't miss out on playing on the football team because of no. it. Or, like, you didn't lose anything because of it. No, I, I would say... That wasn't the case at all. Yeah, um, it was actually one of those schools where it was because it was kind of a rougher school. Uh, I, I was really young, so I didn't face most of it. It was more my my older siblings, where you know you smile at the teacher, you get a B basically, because <laughs> like it was they were they were such rough area that yeah. uh, you know they just wanted somebody to be nice to them. Um, but I yeah I've never felt like I was targeted for for my skin color. So mm-hmm. I, to me, I don't think it's all that wrong to 
assume the racist people are white. <laughs> well, yeah, and the thing is, like, maybe the, the saying that they're uh, like being against white racists kind of opens it up to like, okay, well then you're being since you're being specific, that means that there's black racists or racists of other uh, ethnicities, but it's because the system's been geared towards benefiting white people for so right. long they're the ones in the power that are that are actively oppressing others and so like even if um even if a person of color was uh racist because and it could be because of their experiences or prejudices because no racism isn't learned so it comes from somewhere right but they don't they're often not in a position of power to systemically oppress anyone else and but but that's very true are. so and that's why it's, he was being specific um, but yeah, it's really neat that Lucasfilm stood behind him because um, oftentimes it's easy as a corporation to at at most uh, just remain silent, <laughs> yeah, uh, or actively come out against someone like that. But uh, well, it's cool that they and I'm were I'm vocal. glad they did because Star Wars is about fighting against oppression and injustice, mm -hmm. and so if you know, and it's about like being your true self, yeah, a lot of times like. Uh, living up to your potential like one of, one of my fears before we had this discussion before we started this podcast is i didn't want to alienate any listeners mm -hmm. um now we don't have a ton of listeners yep. <laughs> if i had a you know a hundred thousand listeners it's like oh i'd be worried about losing a percentage of them here it's mm -hmm. like I, there's not many to lose anyways maybe one of the 12 <laughs> right one of the 12 but then i started thinking like in my opinion our message isn't all that you know like no crazy all that radical um but people who would take issue with us saying racism's bad because that's just a statement that mm -hmm. shouldn't even be an opinion um or you know if they are racist if i don't i don't want members of the kkk or yeah. <laughs> neo-nazis listening to star wars and i don't understand or listening to our, our podcast i don't understand how they would be a fan of star wars like i was thinking about it the other day like well, how would if you were a racist like a true racist how would you watch Star Wars? Would mm. you root for the Empire? Like, <laughs> how does that even work out? Like, does your version of Star Wars end at yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back when the Empire is kind of winning at the end? Like, <laughs> you don't like Vader because he's voiced by James Earl Jones? Oh yeah, that, something like that. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be tough to. You like the you like the values of the Empire, but you can't stand for Vader. <laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't make know. any sense. I don't know how you would how you would watch because i remember when john boyega was actually announced as the yeah, lead some, there was a lot of racism going around came out people saying like oh now we got to put a black guy in every movie it's like what, what there was what there were two others there's a black guy per trilogy like that that's, is an injustice that's here. injustice yeah yeah like wow or even even when it comes to like you know females are like oh now every main character has to be a woman yeah. it's like there is Half of our our population is woman. Half our population is male. Like, you you get one or the other. What do you? I mean, that's an argument for yourself. I mean, Technically, people think there's, there's other genders. Yeah. Oh, there's there's like slightly more women. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like because men die sooner, and so there's less of us. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as like a whole population. Yeah, but it's like, guys, come on. Yeah. You, there's you've had your whole lives to see the white male be you know the hero like well that's why i keep coming back to lovebirds the lovebirds is because like it, it without really forcing it it put like an indian guy and a black woman as the main characters and it is the funniest movie i've seen in a while yeah um but uh it was just normal right like they didn't make a thing about it so 
it's it's cool to see that because like i said representation in, in entertainment is important because when you start seeing heroes that look uh different than you you start to subconsciously make those associations yeah. of of uh anyone can be a hero well i can't tell you how many um people or stories i've heard of of black uh young young black boys who have loved spider-man because of miles morales yeah. they saw themselves in a comic book yeah. and they're like now I can dream that you know somebody looks just like me has got powers and yep. you know is fighting crime and whatever. Um, yeah, and I that's why I'm so happy um, that this week they released uh, the Jedi Temple challenges because yeah. we get to see Ahmed Best, who is not only just a black man who didn't get much credit uh, in Star Wars, but one that was actively hated upon, mm-hmm. not necessarily for his race. I don't. I'm yeah. sure there was some racist remarks made, Probably. but. It was more hatred of the character rather than than the the actor himself. But he got a lot of hate. And he uh, went through some stuff. And he went through a lot of stuff. He almost committed suicide, mm-hmm. from what he has told us. Um, not us personally, but well, <laughs> the Star Wars community. He was here a couple of days ago. That's great. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but yeah, it's I'm just love to see this turnaround where now he's the face of the show. You know, and, and not only that, but he's not just like he's not Ahmed Best, the host of the temple challenge right he's a jedi like he has a character he has a character name Mm -hmm. which is amazing i love it so he's not just jar jar now he's he's got a new character he's a jedi master yeah Yeah. and he does great i love it i watched the first episode um i didn't keep watching it because it's it's designed for kids and i'm gonna watch it with my six-year-old i'm excited yeah i'm sure you'll love it and i'm sure he'll love it um it's me just being a you know kind of middle-aged adult i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) i know i'm not quite middle-aged I feel like I'm middle-aged, man. I don't know. I'm only live till 60, so that's middle-aged for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm, I've already got like ideas. Like once we watch it, and if my son likes it enough, I'm gonna like set up some courses for him. Yeah. In our backyard. Do yeah, it like opens the imagination up for a lot of fun. Yeah. So, it's. Well, uh, it's. Um, we were talking about when I grew up in, in 90, what was it? 93 to 95, mm-hmm. uh, legends of the lost temple This is from, I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't seen the Jedi one, but it looks really similar to that. Those kind of kid challenge, uh, adventures. So yeah. I love that as a kid. Um, so I'm excited to share that. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot what I was going to say about it. It's great. Mind, mind <laughs> part. Uh, yes, it is great. Um, <laughs> Well, let's just leave on that then. Um, kind of a weird episode again today. Not a lot mm-hmm. of structure, but Preston and I just felt that we had to, to get some stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're happy that Star Wars is, in my opinion, taking the side that it should, uh, mm-hmm. standing against injustice. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much going to be it for us this week. Uh, sorry if you didn't like this episode as much, but you know we spoke some hard truths that some people need to hear, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure a lot of you agree with us as well. So next week we'll kind of go back to our normal status, uh, talking the news, talking the main topic, maybe get some guests on. Um, I the the house that I just moved into, uh, I moved upstairs from a friend of mine who is a really neat artist who's drawn some pretty cool Star Wars stuff. So I kind of want to have him mm-hmm. come up and uh, talk a little bit about. Um, art in the Star Wars community, so that could be fun. Uh, as well as bring Lewis back. If you guys enjoy the Lewis episode, he's got a lot more to talk about of his journey on rewatching Star Wars. Um, I enjoyed the Lewis episode because it made me feel like I was super smart because he yeah. was like impressed by everything that I said. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, good. All this time and effort put into Star Wars isn't for nothing. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Someone's impressed by this. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, may the force be with you. And uh, be kind to each other. Be kind to each other. Exactly. And uh, hopefully you'll tune in next week as well. Nah, <laughs> nah,